number three of the Bill Michaels Show. Good afternoon. On a bright, sunshiny day here in Minneapolis. I know, I know, I'm across enemy lines. I apologize for that, but did a little traveling over the last couple of days and didn't want to miss the shows leading up to the NFL draft. Didn't want to miss the show, so I figured, you know, it's kind of a working trip. We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll hang out together, give you a little view uh, inside the Hewing Hotel. In addition to that, to give you a little view outside the Hewing Hotel on the streets that uh, right here, uh, the intersection, that's right out in front of the Hewing Hotel. For those of you watching on the uh, the Bud Light live stream, give you that as well. Joining us now on the hotline, our buddy Peter uh, Peter Bukowski of the Locked On Packers podcast. Find him at Peter underscore Bukowski. Peter, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm excited for for the draft to finally be here. We can talk about the players very very soon, and not just the speculation. So, what do you feel after all of this that's been speculated about? What do you feel is going to happen tomorrow night with those two picks? Oh, I feel like it's going to be a uh, – it's either going to be a great time on social media and for people like you and I who have to talk about this, or it's going to be uh, an apocalypse. I, I can't I can't decide which one, but it's going to be one of those two. The When I started to go through this uh, over the last 24 hours, and really – I mean, I've been diving deep into this anyway and starting to look at different players, but – so many people have so many different mock drafts into who's who the Packers are going to take. Some say the Packers are obviously going to go after not one but two wide receivers. Others say, you know what, the Packers are going to just play their board, do what they do. They may even trade out of this thing before it's all said and done. I can't imagine them trading out. I can see them trading up and getting the guy that they want at the wide receiver position and then maybe trading back out of the first round to get uh, whomever it may be, a tackle or an edge rusher or what have you. But I don't think I would be. Would you be shocked if the Packers stayed with their stayed where they're at with both picks? I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I, here's what I think we have to understand about. And I, I've been this is I've been guilty of this too. Is we, we talk about it, a, a team like Green Bay that has a a way of doing things. They have a model, and it's worked. Going back to the Ron Wolf days, Brian Gutekunst is ultimately a disciple of Ron Wolf. And I would say he more resembles Wolf than Thompson in the way that he has been aggressive to move around, to sign players. His, his model of team building is, is very different from someone like Ted Thompson. That said, they do still use uh, things like their, their receiver pr- preferences. They want bigger guys. They want faster guys. They want you know good three cones on these guys to be able to move. And, and not all of these receivers are going to fit that model. In fact, very few of these receivers actually fit that model but here's the difference is we we talk about this team and what they've done in the past and we have to look at the context what they did with Aaron Rodgers in 2015 2016 2017 is it just doesn't resemble where this team is now because at that time they thought they had 10 more years with Aaron Rodgers and so you can plan for the future a little bit differently they also at that time They've got guys like Jordy Nelson, Devontae Adams, and Randall Cobb on their roster. They, they, they had these defensive needs that they, that they were trying to address. Well, that's not where they are now. We know right. that this is a, a now short-term proposition with Aaron Rodgers, one, two, maybe three years more. Devontae Adams is gone. There's, they, they, have, they have not been in a situation like this where they haven't had a bona fide number one receiver since when? Mike Sherman? I mean, it's been a. I mean, it's been a long yeah. time since they've been in a position like this. So, I, I don't think we can say, well, the Packers always do this thing 
And so that means they're going to do this thing, same thing now. No, they've never been in a position like this. And we've seen Brian Gutekind over the last few years when there have been major things that this team has to address. He has gone after those needs in earnest. And, and I expect him to do that. Now, does that mean they have to take a guy in the first round? No, but I, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where we get, we get to, you know, late on, on Friday night and we're going, when are they going to, when are they going to do it? When are they going to take a pass catcher? I, I, I would be, I would be shocked if that happened. So what guy do you have your eye on that you say, this is the guy I would love to see to come into this Packers organization? So I look at this in, in there's, there's this first tier of guys. And in that tier one, it's, it's the, the top, the Garrett Wilson, the Drake London, the Chris Olave, the Jamison Williams, the Traylon Burks. That's my tier one. I think George Pickens is just a step outside. Any of those six guys would be the, immediately the most talented receiver on this team. And I think all of them could be legitimate number one options for the Packers. If you're going to trade up, I think there's two guys. It's Drake London, the kid from USC, who did not run, but but I, and there's some concerns about his speed. I don't have those concerns. I think he's a perfect fit for this offense. He's got the kind of talent. He's still only 20 years old, who can who can develop into a superstar receiver. And the other one is Jamison Williams from Alabama. If the medicals check out on the knee, and from from everything that I've heard and everything that I've seen reported. He is ahead of schedule on the knee. He's doing great. Posted a video of, of the workouts he was doing, and the Packers have the preeminent knee guy in their building. So they're, they're going to know his speed is special. And if he just becomes, you know, taller T.Y. Hilton, you've got a really good player, um, and, and it would be great with Aaron Rodgers who wants to throw it deep. The, the, the guy that I think is a great fit who's falling and I think is most likely to be in that range in that 22 to 28 range is Traylon Burks, the receiver from Arkansas. He is my wide receiver too in this draft. He needs some, he needs some polish, but in terms of a guy who can make plays with the ball in his hand, who, who can excel early precisely because uh, he can just make plays, just get him the ball and he can go do the thing in this offense with Matt LaFleur. So much of it is RPO screens, crossing routes, go routes, um, you know, deep over routes where he's not having to, to run these timing routes from the Mike McCarthy era where you have to, you have to be perfectly in sync with your quarterback, hit the top of the drop ball out. No, it's not like that. And Traylon Burks is not going to give you that. He's the guy where we could be talking about this in two or three years where it's like, Oh, it's AJ Brown. He's that kind of player. Um, he's got that kind of physical ability and, and he's, he's six, six, three, a legitimate two thirty. Um, of of rock solid muscle. I mean, he's he's built for the cold weather in Green Bay. That's that's the guy I've got my eye on at twenty two for Green Bay. Yeah, we had Paul Charchian on earlier, and he was talking about him and and kind of compared him to the Debo Samuel of Arkansas football. Yep. He was doing it all. He was running back. He was wide out. He played tight end at one point. He was doing a little bit of everything, and they were using him in many different facets, which is. What Matt LaFleur ultimately wants to do, it's that same offshoot of the Kyle Shanahan style of offense, a lot of motion, a lot of movement, a lot of mismatches, putting a guy in position to be successful. So I can see a guy like Burks coming in uh, to this situation. If they do get a wide out uh, early on, the next need, I, I know people don't like to talk about the trenches because they're not 
flashy, but they need a right tackle. I still think a right tackle, uh, maybe a pure right tackle, is in the is in the future for the Packers. Do you? So I, this is this is tough because I think the most likely right tackle for the Packers in 2022 and beyond is is Elton Jenkins. I think I think they're going to slide him across. I think he's going to play there after what we saw at left tackle from him last year. I just don't know how you you leave that thinking there's any better option on your team or frankly, almost anywhere else um, than, than Elton Jenkins. I mean, to, to have him and David Bakhtiari both there um, and, and bookend you with, with John Runyon and Josh Myers in the middle, figure out if Royce Newman is the guy. I think, I think what you could see is the, the Packers love to take tackles who can play guard. They did that with Royce Newman. They did that with Josh Sitton. They did that with TJ Lang. I think what you'll see is they will take, starting on day two, um, an offensive lineman who played tackle. Someone like Sean Ryan at UCLA is a guy I really, really like and I think could be on their radar, has the, the athletic profile that they tend to like. Someone who you give him a chance to play tackle early, but also cross-train him at guard and, and give him a chance to compete with Royce Newman at that right guard spot. I think that could make a lot of sense. I, I trust the Packers with Adam Stenovich and Matt LaFleur to say, we will put the best five guys out there at the positions that make the most sense for us. To me, they have three tackles that you feel good about with Bakhtiari Jenkins and, and Yash Nijman. I think they have two interior offensive linemen that you feel good about right now. You might end up feeling good about Royce Newman eventually, but we're not there yet with him. So I think if they're going to add on the offensive line, you, you, you go back to your roots for Green Bay and you get a tackle who maybe can be a swing tackle for you, but is probably a guard, someone in that Lane Taylor mold. And I think a, a guy like Sean Ryan is a, is a great uh, a great potential fit there. Talking with Peter Bukowski of the Lockdown Packers podcast, at Peter underscore Bukowski is where you can find his stuff. Now moving over to the defensive side of the football, um, you know, we talk about edge rusher to replace Zedaria Smith, albeit Zedarius really didn't play last year, so you're not replacing anybody, so to speak, other than a roster spot. Then there's additional defensive trenches help with Kenny Clark. You brought in Jerron Reed, and then you've got T.J. Slayton behind him. You still got uh, Dean Lowry. But, uh, you know, it, defensively speaking, what becomes the need? And if, if let's just say for blanks and giggles, they do not after this season keep because of the, the mounting price tag that goes along with it. If they don't keep Jair, which I can't imagine they're not doing, but do you draft another defensive back just in case? So if you're going to go defensive back and we're going to talk about someone who, who they might not keep beyond this year, I think you have to look at safety because while I think Darnell Savage is going to get his fifth year option picked up, um, he is, I, I sort of don't understand the fan skepticism around him and even some of the media skepticism around him. The team loves this guy. They think his ceiling is, is essentially unlimited. The players love him. Um, I would be shocked if he is not a long-term Green Bay Packer. Um, but Adrian Amos is going into the last year of his deal. They've reworked that contract a number of times, so there's voids and dead money at the end um, with the expectation, at least in my, in my view, that this is going to be the last year that he's in Green Bay. So is a safety something that they would look at? I think at the end of the first, there are some guys that are that are really appealing. Um, Lewis Seen from Georgia is, is almost a carbon copy of Adrian Amos and his ability to play that split safety look to spin down, to come down and, and run the alley and lay running back right. out. He's a hitter, but he can run. I mean, four three eight speed. Um, a Daxon Hill from Michigan who played in the slot, but I think is, is going to be a, a uh, safety. You talk to some people and they'll tell you the NFL teams think he's a corner. 
um, because of his movement skills. I mean, a six three, uh, six seven five three cone is is freaky for a guy as big as he is at, at you know six foot one ninety five. And then the guy that I love, absolutely love from Baylor, um, Jalen Petrie. I think he's I think he's Tyron Matthew two point oh. He's five eleven one ninety eight, but he plays edge at times, blitzes like a linebacker, fits the run like a linebacker. I mean, you watch this guy in big in the Big Twelve. And he's flying around making plays. Played in the, as a as a slot corner by name, but he was a slot corner in name only because he was he just flew around and, and made plays everywhere. Someone who could play the star role for the Packers um, in in the short run could become a safety and, and could be just a movable chess piece for the Packers if he's there in the fifties. You know, someone like Jalen Petrie at fifty three, uh, I would do a backflip for that. I mean, he's he is an unbelievable player to watch. I, I I don't know if, how he's going to hold up at, at the next level, trying to do some of that same stuff at his size. But I think safety is is definitely a spot where where you you want to look to add because um, even even if they find a way to extend Adrian Amos, who is your third safety? And they played a third safety last year about a third of the time. So if you're going to play those big nickel looks, it can't be someone like Henry Black. You have to you have to get someone who can play a little bit. Um, you, you know, more consistently. And so if, if you are not going to have Adrian Amos in a year and you want to play three safeties, it just sort of makes sense to say, here's this rookie who can be your third safety in the short run and then cashes out as a starting safety overall. I think that's, that's a sneaky need for Green Bay. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if that's one of their first three picks as a safety. Good stuff as always, Peter. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we're going to touch base uh, down the road. Once the draft is complete, uh, we'll kind of evaluate this thing all over again. So uh, keep your phone handy, okay? I will do. Talk soon, Bill. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. Peter Bukowski. You can read his stuff, Locked on Packers podcast as well, at Peter underscore Bukowski, B-U-K-O-W-S-K-I, at Peter, Buska, at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can find his stuff there. Good, good stuff. And, Nobody knows. I mean, you know, for sure, we've all got our opinions, all have our ideas. You know, who do you want to see the Green Bay Packers take? Who do you, who are you kind of holding your breath for? I mean, everybody's going to have somewhere, some way, shape, or form. There's going to be, whether it's a watch party or you're going to be watching on TV and listening to this broadcast, and you're going to be sitting there, you know, watching names come off the board, and, and we're going to have highlighters going, and we've got our top, you know, 60, 70 guys, and, okay, are they picking top 60, 70? Do they get out of that? Do they take a reach on somebody? Is there a flyer? Is there a trade? Do they trade back? What? Are you, who are you hoping for? Who are you hoping for? 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. A lot of thought in all of this as we sit here uh, just kind of watching traffic go by outside uh, the Hewing Hotel here in downtown Minneapolis and just uh, kind of enjoying the sunshine and the day and all that kind of good stuff and talking a little football, talked a little baseball. We'll get back into the draft talk when we come back. Got baseball talk to get back into, a little bit of Bucks talk if you want to do that, and then back into the football talk with Mike Clemens coming up in the last hour of the program. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Welcome back and glad you're here. Thanks for uh, hanging out. Appreciate it. Appreciate it as always, your participation. I'm going to ask you something now. Ask you to contribute here. And uh, we're going to get to that coming up here in just a minute. Uh, our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin, think about this. Uh, a little math here. I know when you talk about first round of the NFL draft and player value and all that kind of stuff, you got to do a little math, right, to see what equals what. When you buy three Pella Windows, you save 500 bucks when you add a patio door. When you buy six, you save $1,000 when you add a patio door. You buy a dozen windows, you save $2,000 when you add a patio door. You kind of get me? Um, it, it, the They have an unbeaten variety of windows. They have two different vinyl windows that are economical. They have an impervia window, which is impervia is as strong as fiberglass. They also have the um, the wood windows, contemporary to traditional. You can on all the windows you can pick the hardware, you can pick the uh, the interior, the exterior trim. You can make it match your house, your interior woodwork, whatever it happens to be. Different hardware on the windows. Different. You can go with like a roll screen. You can go with a slider window. There's many ways to go. So check out our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Or just call them. P, uh, 855-PELLA-WI. 855-P-E-L-L-A. 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. And, uh, and there you go. Some good people. They have great financing deals. So all this stuff lasts through the end of the month, so you don't have a lot of time to go. So get a hold of our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. So who do you want to see the Green Bay Packers take? Who do you want? You've heard us pontificate about it. You heard of, heard all of us talk about it. But who do you want the Green Bay Packers to take? Leroy, guy with a face, says uh, Olave and Zach Carter. Goody most likely won't take either of these guys, but I certainly can dream. Zach Carter. That'd be a stretch that early. That that would be. That would be a little bit of a stretch. Olave, I could say, you know what? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Olave, if he falls and they have the ability to go get him, yes. But I don't think... Uh, you're going to end up with Zach Carter. Bit of a stretch. 877-867-16. But you can dare to dream. There's no wrong answer here. There's no wrong answer here. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. I want to hear from you. Who do you want to see the Green Bay Packers take? Who do you want to see the Green Bay Packers take? Um, this one says uh, Tyler Lindbaum. And um, coming out of Iowa, I believe Tyler Lindbaum is. Where is he going to end up? Solid player, no doubt. Solid player. But where does what are the odds that he lands high end in the NFL draft? He's, uh, as he was, as they put it, when I read that, about title, they called him as Iowa as they come. As Iowa as he come, and uh, he ended up with um, 
he ended up with an injury, if I'm not mistaken. But I think he did an interview recently, said he's, uh, the, the injury, you know, was serious. He knew several teammates had experienced the uh, least Frank midfoot injury, which is what he had. And uh, that it, you know, it's very tough to overcome and come back from, especially when, but he's done it, but especially when you use your body for leverage. It's one thing, you know, as a wide out, you're, you know, obviously anytime you use your feet for, for speed or what have you, but when you're using power, strength, leverage, quickness, that type of thing, man, that injured to his left foot, uh, you know, he was, he was a, he was a key cog and to go down with a least Frank injury, man, that's, that's a tough thing to overcome, but he's come back from it. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Uh, George says Olavi's going to be gone by the time the Green Bay Packers pick, unless they go up to get him, unless they go up to get him. Now, maybe the whole visitation with him down at the Combine was nothing more than a smokescreen. Possible. Possible. Maybe it was nothing more than just looking to look. And then uh, trying to throw everybody off that they were interested in him, so others become interested in him. Uh, this is from Anthony, who says, Jahan Dotson out of Penn State, I think he'd be a solid move for the Packers. He's going to be low first-round guy. Uh, the Green Bay Packers also could look for the kid out of – we were talking about the kid out of Arkansas a little bit earlier. You are correct, Traylon Burks. Uh, they could also go for the kid out of Arkansas. Appreciate the email. Um, and Traylon Burks is kind of that – as we had mentioned earlier when we had both Peter Bukowski on and uh, Paul Charchian, Traylon Burks, kind of the Debo Samuel of Arkansas offense, played many positions offensively. He even ran the ball a couple of times. He can do a lot. And in the offense that Matt LaFleur runs, which is an offshoot of the offense that Kyle Shanahan runs, and likes motion, likes mismatches, likes to put guys in different positions, like the versatility of certain players, to put him on the move, for Aaron Rodgers to put him on the move and use him in different situations, Traylon Burks would be a guy that would fit. He would fit that He would fit that Packers scheme, no doubt. Uh, 877-867-1670, Darren says, I'm not caught up on the specific players or positions, but I want to see guys with upside who can impact the game. I know this sounds obvious, uh, but get some guys who can actually be difference makers right away. Uh, Dwayne says, please, baby Jesus, get Leo Chanel on day two or day three. There would be your middle linebacker pickup. There would be that linebacker pickup that we were talking about earlier when uh, we had Paul Chargian on. Paul th- seems to think that they might go for a middle linebacker early because there's not going to be a run on middle linebackers. There's going to be a run on wideouts and tackles and edge rushers. Maybe a quarterback or two going to first round, but beyond that, that's where everybody's going because there's this plenty – plethora of these guys but everybody wants one early so maybe if some of these guys fall you go with a guy in the middle linebacking position early on or like uh, like our buddy Dwayne says day two or day three Leo Chanel becomes the the guy that you've had up close and personal ability to watch on a week in a week out basis maybe the Packers go in that direction we and to be honest with you it'd probably be about time you want to see one of these guys that has performed well for the Badgers and done it so consistently over time. You know, the Watts obviously proved that they could get the job done, and the Packers didn't want anything to do with them. 
maybe it is time if Leo Chanel would happen to be there that they could go ahead and pick him up and say, you know what, we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna f- keep making the same mistake over and over and over again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You can find us over on the Facebook fan page as well. Answer the same question. You find us on Twitter. Answer the same question over on the Bud Light live stream. Same question. Who do you want to see? the Green Bay Packers pick up in this year's NFL draft. Who do you have your eye on? Stay tuned. We got more coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Enjoying the uh, the 40-degree weather, which is a little bit better than 40-degree weather. Had a chance just during the break to get up and walk outside a little bit. And uh, watch traffic go by. If you're watching over on the Bud Light live stream, thank you for hanging out with us today. We are asking you the question, who do you want to see the Green Bay Packers draft? Who do you want to see the Packers draft? Uh, 877-867-1670, uh, Give us a shout. Again, 877-867-1670. Um, if there's somebody specific, let me know who you want and or why. Ferguson from Wisconsin is another one. We uh, talked about Leo Chanel a little bit earlier. Uh, a lot of people talking about uh, Ferguson coming out of uh, Wisconsin being a tight end that maybe just maybe he could add depth to that particular position, but uh, just wait and see. But another guy that, you know, again, a possession guy, a possession receiver, a guy that, uh, you know, can get downfield a guy. I think he's uh, better than Josiah DeGuara at that particular position. And uh, obviously can be a, a possession guy when it comes to, when it comes to the red zone. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Again, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. A um, couple of different things here. This one's uh, from Mark. Mark says, uh, a couple of guys that I would love to see, uh, but I don't think they're going to fall to the Packers. Jamison Williams out of Alabama. And I would love to see Kevin Kevin Thibodeau out of Oregon, the edge rusher. This guy I watched in the uh, Pac-12. He is a beast. Um, Thibodeau, he's projected. Well, first of all, both guys are projected to go relatively high. I don't know what um, Jameson Williams is going to end up at because I've seen projections all over the place. I've seen him all the way up as high as number seven or eight. I've seen him as low as the Green Bay Packers at twenty-two, twenty-three. So. We've seen all of that. Thibodeau, though, is expected to go relatively high. I mean, he's he's a guy that many project to be uh, a top ten. I was looking just a little while ago at our lads in the scouting guide uh, when it came to the draft, and I I get the sense that he's going to be one of the top guys when it comes to edge rushers off the board. So I don't think he's going to be around, to be perfectly honest with you. But I would agree with you that if indeed he ends up falling – 
Hell yeah. Take it in a heartbeat. Take it in a heartbeat. 877-867-1670. Um, and the, this is our buddy Steve. Uh, Steve says uh, some of the picks. He says the two picks I would like to see at 22 and 28 would be Devontae Wyatt and Traylon Burks. Wyatt would be an amazing addition to the team with Kenny Clark. And Burks, a big target that would be a perfect fit for the offense. Uh, that being said, I still think they trade at least one of those picks away. That's from our buddy Steve. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, Traylon Burks, I think we've talked about a lot. Um, when it comes to his, his, his ability, when it comes to, um, you know, the, the multi-use getting a guy like Devonte Wyatt, uh, the big defensive end out of Georgia. Again, we talked about him with Paul Charchi and early in the show, he, he's a beast. He's a beast. He would be a tremendous addition. He would be the, not nose tackle, but he would be the B.J. Raji edition. He would be the uh, C.J. Wilson edition, the big body. He's just going to grind on you. And then come third and fourth quarter after just putting up with that guy for so long, you just start to give way. But think about it this way. You look at Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, Dean Lowry, and then if you take Devontae Wyatt and put those four together as a rotation, maybe you start to get something out of T.J. Slayton along the way. Then possibly you have five. You could have five legit guys you can continually rotate in and out body-wise, keeping them fresh, uh, and that really – I know individually you got Kenny Clark and then a bunch of guys, but as a group – you start to really grind on offensive lines. You you start to really put pressure on an offensive line. And that benefits the linebackers and the edge rushers, if you can do that. If you can start to really grind on offensives, offensive lines in that manner. Not to say that they're going to play that all the time, but, um, you know, who knows. 877-867-1670. Steve, appreciate the email as always. 877-867-1670. This is from Joe. Joe says, uh, what do you think late in the second round or round three, uh, a guy like uh, Clark out of LSU? Uh, I, I don't know who you're specifically talking about. If you're, Are you talking about, what is it, Damon Clark, Damone Clark, I think? If you're talking about the linebacker, I think he's a linebacker. He's projected by many, I think, if I'm not mistaken, to be in that area, uh, a late second, maybe early third round but are you talking about him like over leo chanel be more specific just give give me that be a little more specific if you're talking instead of or in addition to but otherwise you know yeah a fast linebacker um like he was when he played for the lsu tigers i i don't know necessarily that he's going to really pan out i think he'd be better than oren burks that i'll tell you that i know but you didn't get much out of Oren Burks. But also at that point in time, with his speed, and I didn't really – I think he was like a 4-5 guy, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, with his speed, he'd make also one hell of a special teams player. So you think about it in that way. If you think about it that way – but here, here's the thing. Are you drafting for the future or are you drafting for the now or are you just drafting for depth? Because you're, you're talking about 10-11 players picked up in this draft, depending on if they trade or not. 10-11 players being picked up in this draft – you got to hit on at least three. May, four would be outstanding, but you've got to hit on at least three. And one of those guys you have to hit on has to be a wide receiver. Has to. 
877-867-1670. Find us. Um, London and Jones from JBR, but I think uh, it's going to be Wyatt and uh, Karloftis. Uh, Jordan Davis uh, is another one. This one's from uh, maybe trade up and get Thibodeau, Michael says. Uh, I want them to stick to the board, draft the best available player, whether it fills a hole or not. It's likely anyone drafted helps this year in a bunch of different ways. They should have done a better job addressing holes before the draft than they did. That's Cody. Cody, you can say that, but it's tough because they were put in a tough situation. They didn't know the money they were going to spend. Yeah, I mean, granted, Aaron Rodgers didn't take a lot of money. He ended up reworking his deal and making it very team-friendly. But you didn't know what you had until you had your quarterback signed, and you couldn't go out and start signing guys while the quarterback was still had that amount of money, that level of money on the books. You were over the salary cap. You had to start cutting guys before you could start adding guys and restructuring salaries. You just I, I understand where you're coming from, but this offseason, much like last – for a short window of time, was filled with the drama of will he or will he not. You couldn't do anything until you knew what was going to happen. And then, obviously, the exodus of uh, Devontae Adams, MVS, and you start to get, you know, Equinemia St. Brown, you start to go, go through that list. It, it changed the way things look. Where the holes are, I thought they did a good job with. You know, bringing back Rasul Douglas, bringing back Devontae Campbell. I thought they did a pretty good job. Filling a hole up front with Jaron Reed. I thought I I thought Goody's done a really good job to this point. So, when you talk about filling holes, the only hole we know of that's glaring, and you know you're going to get Elton Jenkins back, so the right tackle position or the right guard, whatever you want to do to manipulate the offensive line, you know at least that's going to show up. So that's going to be there. Excuse me, at some point. I don't know why I have the hiccups today, but. I thought they've done a pretty good job short of the wide receiver position. And even with Sammy Watkins, they're just, they're just throwing darts at a dartboard. You're just hoping to catch lightning in a bottle at this point. Uh, our buddy Brett says, uh, any belief in the ESPN report uh, Green Bay likely to wait until round two for a receiver? They don't know. Nobody knows. Uh, I remember the year that Reggie Bush was coming to Green Bay. And that was like legit rumors. I mean, that was, you know, myself – Lance Allen from uh, TMJ4, uh, Wayne Larrabee, we were all hearing it. And, boy, you talk about a giant smoke screen that flew up that day. Holy mackerel. You know? I mean, that's the thing is you just – a lot of general managers at this time will play it really, really, really close to the vest. And you'll start to get agents that will leak out information for their guy talking to someone saying, yeah, this team's really interested in my guy. And they'll do that and spoon feed us that, the media that. So that way the team that they want to go to or maybe that they have a legitimate interest in calls them and says, hey, if you're available at this particular time, we're taking you. And he's like, oh, okay, this is what I wanted. You know, sometimes the agents will do that to try to manipulate their draft capital so to speak so i to say that this is what's going on in espn reports that the packers aren't going to take a wide receiver till the second round of the draft well what happens if chris Olave and wilson and everybody are just sitting there what happens if there's a run on offensive linemen and a run on edge rushers and 
the wide receivers fall right into the lap of the Green Bay Packers. You mean to tell me they're not going to take two top-quality wide receivers? You take one that's going to contribute now and Williams is going to contribute later? i do that in a heartbeat. So I don't put a lot of stock into it. You know, we'll we'll kind of wait and see. But there is also the the thought process of trying to figure out what it is they most likely need, who will fit the system, and who will be able to contribute right away. You really, th- this draft is really a deciphering of are you drafting for the future, are you drafting for the now, or are you drafting for a guy that can contribute now and be a future player for you for a long, long time to come? Because how polished is polished for some of the guys you're going to go after? Defensively speaking, offensively speaking, when it comes to the the trenches, tight end, um, edge rusher, all that, okay, you kind of get it. You can draft for the future. Wide receiver, you got to get one guy that can come in and contribute right now. Stay tuned. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up. Coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Yeah, fill my crack in. <laughs> Not going to get me on that one. Sorry. Like it. Who are you going to draft in the NFL draft uh, starting tomorrow night for the Green Bay Packers? And you always get somebody that says, fill my crack in. <laughs> He's just going to grind on you. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, our friends at Point Brewing uh, and our friends at San Giorgio. Good people over there. San Giorgio, downtown Milwaukee. If you're going to head down to the Bucks game tonight, maybe do some Italian dinner prior to. Stop in and get the Bill Michaels, uh, whether at Calderon Club or over at uh, San Giorgio Pizzeria. The only uh, authentic Napoletana Pizzeria. Fantastic. Fantastic. I can't say enough about it. It's unlike pizza that you've had before. That I will say. It's so good at St. Giorgio's. And they pair it up with Cider Boys, a really good cider that goes along with the pizzas. Uh, If indeed you want to go that way. Otherwise, you can do wine. Otherwise, you can do soda, water, whatever it is. But that's what they pair it up with. So uh, say hi to our buddy Gino and the whole gang. Working tonight downtown. San Giorgio, Calderon Club, good Italian food. Our friends over at uh, uh, Cider Boys as well. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. So um, this one's from Mark. uh, Or no, excuse me. Who's this from? This is from Ryan. Ryan says, Christian Watson, Leo Chanel, then Alec Pierce. That would be the three I would like to see the Green Bay Packers get. Christian Watson, um, he's the kid out of North Dakota State. And uh, when you talk about the intangibles, he's 4'3". He's 6'4". He's a big wide receiver, 208 pounds, 6'4", 208. So he's got to get some muscle on him, and you don't know how much that will slow him down. But he's got all the tools, as they say. And there's one of your cliches that you can drink to, Ben, by the way. Um, but uh, out of North Dakota State, really good runner, uh, route runner too. He's the one thing that uh, if, when I was reading uh, the Arlad scouting guide about him earlier this week, he at times because he's so fast has like this un what's kind of labeled as an uncontrollable speed, which means he's so fast he can get kind of overshoot himself. You know, can't put the brakes on quick enough. 
Uh, still runs a crisp route, but there are times he can overshoot things. So he's going to have to work on that getting into the NFL. And they'll probably put some more pounds on him as well. But 6'4", six, 6'4", four. Six, four with 4'3", speed. Take that in a heartbeat. Leo Chanel, we already talked about Alec. Alec Pierce, he's interesting because he's the kid out of Cincinnati. He's four. He, he ran a 4'4", four, four, and he's also 6'3", uh, uh, 211 pounds, nine-inch hands, nine-inch hands, big hands for a wide receiver. All in. Really? Uh, big, because big, well, well, he's got big hands? Uh, hand size is everything, Bill. Haven't hand we learned that over everything. the year? It's everything. There you go. <laughs> so Alec Pierce uh, coming out of Cincinnati is another one that they wanted to see. So Leo Chanel and then uh, and then Christian Watson and then Alec Pierce coming out of Cincinnati. Uh, and, and Christian Watson, a 4-3 guy, 4-4 guy for Alec Pierce. And then Leo Chanel playing the linebacker position. That's that's who he wanted to see. So there you go. Is there anybody, Ben, that you, you are uh, concentrating on to say, man, I hope the Green Bay Packers draft this dude? I, in the first round, I am all in on George Karloftis at number 22, the edge from Purdue. I think he's a baller. Right. And I, I want George Pickens later in the draft. I don't think there's much of a difference between the Pickens level of receivers and the guys that are going to go up top and maybe separate mm-hmm. Jamison Williams. But if the Packers take him, he's not going to play for the team for half the year. And then I wouldn't expect him to come and have this rapport with Rodgers the minute he steps on the field. So that could be the whole regular season. So I want Pickens. I want Karloftis. I just think the guys you could get at 28, I think, are close to those you could get in the early teens. So I'm totally out on packaging and trading up for like a lave. Yeah, um, this one is from uh, Kenny. Kenny, uh, Kenny, by the way, listening to us in Elkhart Lake, uh, which Kenny uh, hope to see up there very soon because we'll be at Road America. He says, uh, what do you think about Trent McDuffie? Love to see him play corner for the Green Bay Packers. The thing about it, when, when you talk about Trent McDuffie, he, most of what Washington played was a zone-heavy defense. Packers like to play press man. Uh, on the outside because they've got quality corners. It's not to say that he couldn't. It's that, that in Washington, they played more zone than anything. The Packers do play zone, don't get me wrong. But you'd like somebody that's got a lot more press man experience, and Washington didn't play a lot of that. I don't know what he's going to translate to in the NFL, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm sure there's probably people looking at him going, but, you know, he's going to be a fine NFL corner, and he's picked to really go in the first round anyway. But – I don't know if he's going to be – if you're you're talking about what we were discussing earlier in regards to, say, Jair. Say Jair. Say worst-case scenario happens. Jair doesn't sign an extension. Packers let him walk. Is Trent McDuffie the guy to replace Jair? Because Jair is one of the best man-up cover corners in the league. Top five. Is Trent McDuffie that capable of coming in and being that guy? I don't know if he is coming out of a more uh, zone-oriented defense. So that's just, you know, just just my my two cents worth. Uh, 877-867-1670. Find us. I want to hear from you. This is another email, and this is from a Devin. Devin says, what do you think about the edge rusher, George? Well, you just actually addressed that, uh, Karloftis out of Purdue. And, uh, and, you know, obviously solid player. Ben loves the guy. I still, I still think I'm going to say the Packers move up in the draft to get a wide receiver and it's either going to be tackle or edge rusher with that second pick that they have if they trade up 
They'll give away, obviously, the first and an additional pick down the road, but they'll still have that other pick in the first round. My guess is they're going to take either a tackle or an edge rusher. Coming up in the next hour, don't forget our buddy Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. We are broadcasting live Minneapolis, Minnesota, here at the Hewing Hotel. Thanks to uh, all the staff and management here. But we got another hour of the Bill Michael Show yet to go. Stay tuned. we got a lot more coming up, coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.